106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome back to the show. I uh, got a good one for you today. Lots of stuff to talk about. And um, yeah, we're going to start with the new, well, not the news. We're going to end with the news rather than start with it like I usually do. Um, there's lots of movie news. So yeah, I guess I'll just say that for last because I have the most to say there. However, I do have a lot to say in the movie and TV categories. Um, so let's just go ahead and start with the TV category. Um, I watched a season of four different shows. I watched one season of four different shows. Um, so let's just start with Titans. Last time I had a normal episode where I was just talking about stuff I've been watching, um, not having a guest or anything. I said that I watched the first season. And now I watched the second. Um, I did like the first season a lot. Um, the trailers didn't make it seem very good to me. Kind of seemed like it would have that dark DC tone that I was never really a fan of. Um, however, after watching season one, it had some good comedy. It was heartfelt. And it was very well written, too. Um also, the fight choreography, I I liked quite a bit. The only thing I would say is kind of wonky is some of the uh, digital effects. Uh, but that's just from season one. Season two's digital effects definitely improved a lot. Um, and I was very excited to get some new characters, such as, um, you know, Superboy, I guess you would call him. Um basically a clone of Superman, well, with the DNA of Superman and Lex Luthor, uh, so yeah, it basically has the powers of Superman, but kind of like the mind of Lex sometimes, the darkness of Lex Luthor, um, I liked his character a lot, also introduced Crypto, which if you don't know, that's like the Superman sidekick, he is like basically a Superman version of a dog, <laughs> or, well, yeah, the dog version of Superman, but yeah, that was really cool. Um, and the effects were really good on the, like their flying and laser eyes and all that shit. Um, and yeah, we also got Deathstroke in this season, which was very cool, and Deathstroke's daughter. Um, but yeah, lots of cool characters. This season just amped it up, honestly. And um, I did like season one, but I liked season two even more. So, uh, yeah, I'm currently watching Doom Patrol. I'm in season one, probably watched, like, three episodes so far. Um, and I'm not really liking it so far. I gotta be honest, the writing is not... Well, I don't know. It's just really boring, <laughs> to be honest. Sorry if you guys like Doom Patrol. But so far, like, 
it's just not very compelling. I feel pretty bored watching it. Um, I, I just think it's maybe how it's edited. They make it look all like fucking just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but just like kind of brown and just not very colorful. That's the thing I like about Titans. Like, it does have the kind of dark and gritty um, look to it, but it also has, like, a good color contrast. And I feel like this, the um, Doom Patrol is just kind of lacking that. However, I am only three episodes in, so I'll be giving it a shot, and I'll tell you what I think of it in the next episode where I'm just talking about stuff I've been watching. Um... Uh, well, I'm on that topic. I don't know when I'm going to have another guest. It'll probably be a bit, but, um, yeah, I'll just be going back to, um, episodes coming out on Saturdays until I have a guest scheduled. Um, and in those times I will usually either have the guest on, on a Wednesday or a Saturday, or I'll have them on a different day of the week but still have it come out on Wednesday or Saturday. You know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, usually if I have a guest on a certain week, I'll have an extra episode where I just do what I normally do. But, yeah. Um, let's see. I just went on into that spiel. Um, so let's talk about Dead to Me. Dead to Me stars Christina Applegate and... Um, Linda Cardellini, who you might know as the sexy uh, Velma from the early 2000s Scooby-Doo live-action films or whatever. Um, she was also Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers movies. Um, I don't think I've watched like a whole lot of her movies or anything, but I did really like her in this, and I thought she was good. Um, basically, what it's about is Christina Applegate's character... Um, she's a mother of two children. Her husband gets killed in a hit and run, and it's just kind of her dealing with that and grieving and having to raise two children on her own. And also Linda Cardellini's character comes in. Uh, they meet at a support group and yeah, they just become friends. Um, but also Linda Cardellini's character kind of has, you know, some secrets so yeah it's definitely a good show I wasn't expecting it to be kind of like a mystery ish show I wouldn't say it's like a mystery show at all but it it has the hints of like I need to figure out who killed my husband and uh Christina Applegate's going around like trying to find damaged cars and trying to find the person who killed her husband but yeah, it's it's an interesting show, and I will probably end up watching season two at some point, but I just have so much shit I need to watch. Um, yeah, so I would recommend it. It's a good show, and uh, had me entertained. I liked the relationship between Linda Cardellini's character and Christina, App Christina Applegate's character. Um, I thought their friendship was just cool, so... 
definitely go check it out. Uh, James Marsden is also in it, and he plays kind of a douchebag. Um, but, you know, I like James Marsden, so he's in that as well. <laughs> uh, I also watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the first season. It only has seven episodes. Um, but I am loving this show so far. I love the characters. I just love how wacky it is. Um, honestly, I don't think I have any complaints on the show so far, other than Tim Blake Nelson's character. It's just like, how stupid can one guy be? If you've watched the show, you understand what I mean. But his character is just an idiot. Like, I don't know. It is funny at times, but at other times, it's just like, how stupid can you really be? Um, also, what's her name? Kiernan Shipka or whatever her name is from, uh, what, what's it called? Um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. She plays her, uh, Kimmy's stepsister, I guess. Um, yeah, and she's pretty good in that. Um, and then there's Titus. Titus is my favorite character in this show. He's this gay guy, and, um, yeah, he's, uh, black as well. And he is an aspiring actor slash kind of, like, Broadway musical actor slash singer. Um, and he's just, like, so funny. I love how he interacts with people and just like his his humor I guess and he randomly breaks out into song and stuff like that um but yeah he reminds me a lot of Shane Dawson and that's partially the reason why I checked this out is because um I know I've watched Shane Dawson before and he's talked about Titus as a character so I was like yeah I should probably check this out also I didn't know that there was like a whole fucking cult theme to it in the beginning. Basically what how it starts is Kimmy and three other girls are in a bunker and this guy named the Reverend, played by spoiler alert John Hamm, um, basically tells them that the apocalypse the apocalypse came and all that and they have to stay in the bunker and, you know, their stupidity is what caused God to, you know, basically scorch the earth. Um but yeah, turns out that wasn't true, and it's like the FBI and CIA or whatever, they uh, get them out of the bunker, and they all realize, hey, the world is not decimated, um, and Kimmy ends up in New York City, living with Titus, obviously, and their landlord, oh, shoot, I can't remember her name, let me see, I'll have to look at my notes. Probably going to be pretty difficult to find because this is a big-ass notebook. There it is. Uh, Lillian, I believe, is the landlady. And she is hilarious. I fucking love her. She's this little old lady who is definitely, like, on crack and heroin and just, like, this crazy, crazy lady. Um, love her, too. Let's see. Jacqueline played by Jane Krakowski. Swear to God, she looks like that Kelly chick from, like, the Kelly and Michael or whatever you want to call it. Um, like, the talk show. Um, honestly, I thought it was her for a while. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's not. 
But yeah, basically, the deal with her character is she is, like, a rich bitch and has this stepdaughter who's oh, just a handful and a problem child, and I would hate that in my life. Um, and there's also this tutor guy that tutors the son. Um, the son is pretty crazy as well and kind of a spoiled brat. The, both of the kids are spoiled brats. The father isn't really in the picture much. He's you know, rich and is off in private jets doing business shit, probably, uh, cheating on his wife. Um, but yeah, the tutor guy, I forget his name. Let me see if I can find that. Um, maybe not. Uh, but there, there are a couple like love interests, in this, uh, in this, just the one season so far, um, there's one guy, he's, um, he's Asian, I don't know where exactly he'd be from, I think maybe, I don't know, Japan, China, Hong Kong, fucking, I don't know where, also, did you guys hear about, well, probably, maybe I'm just stupid, and I don't pay attention to the news and much, uh, I, I just tried to say enough and much at the same time and said a much. I'm going to make that a new word. Uh, but yeah, apparently Hong Kong is going to be part of China again. I, I think it was at one point and then it broke away and now it's going to be in part of that again. But yeah, that's that's crazy shit that I heard is going on. Um. Oh yeah, but the the guy's name is Dong and that's funny. Uh, because that means penis, but also apparently in his language, Kimmy means penis, so they're like kind of perfect for each other. I like his character. Um, he's a really funny guy. And then there's also, uh, oh god, um, there's this other guy she dated for a little bit, and I cannot find his name. But he was basically this rich dude that she met at a dinner party at um, Jacqueline's house. The rich bitch that she works for. Um, but yeah, she dated him for a bit. And then there was also the um, the tutor. So yeah. She, just in the span of like seven episodes, she like kind of dates three different guys. <laughs> and I think... They said she was in the bunker for, like, 15 years. That shit's fucking crazy. I couldn't imagine. 15 years. Mm. But, yeah, I'm liking the show so far. Like I said, I only watched one season, but I'll probably end up watching more. Um, it's just a matter of having the time to... Whenever I watch a show, I typically try to watch one show at a time and not be watching a bunch of things at once. Because that's when it gets overly convoluted and I end up not going back to things like Doom Patrol. Hopefully I go back to, but there's a possibility I might not uh, for a while. But we'll see. I'm also rewatching The Office again, but like that's. There's a few shows where I'm like, I feel like it's fine to be watching these shows while I'm watching other ones. Just because you don't have to pay a, a bunch of attention to The Office. Uh, and this is the third time now that I've 
I'm watching this show. Uh, okay, back to my original notes here. Um, so I also watched the first season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, holy shit, I love this show. It's probably one of my new favorite shows. Very close second to The Office, because it's still, like, nothing beats The Office to me. But it might eventually, once I watch more. I'm in season two right now, but I watched the first season, and I just fucking fell in love with it. Charlie Day is in it. Um, Danny DeVito is in it, but he doesn't show up until season two. Um, but honestly, season one didn't need Danny DeVito. Um, you know, I feel kind of bad for saying that, but it didn't. The characters were strong as they are, or were, or however you want to say it. I don't know. The comedy just really lands for me. It's super, like, kind of dark comedy, really raunchy, um... Yeah, it's it's ballsy shit, and I hope that it kind of keeps that ballsiness to it um, over the seasons that I watch, um, and I have a feeling it's going to. But yeah, I fucking love this show so far. Also, the uh, guest I had on last week, um, Greg Alba, he was actually in an episode of this show. Uh let me see if I can find out which one. I believe it was, like... It wasn't season one. Um, I don't know, maybe, like, episode three, four, or five. It's an episode where, basically, the bar um, that they all work at, like, a bunch of underage teenagers start coming there. Um, and... Yeah, they basically just start serving alcohol to them. And, uh, yeah, Greg Alba is in an episode, and he actually gets lines, and that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm I decided I got distracted. I just realized there's a spider in my room, and I do not like that. But, uh, yeah, that's all the shows I have to talk about. Um... I'm going to throw it to a quick break so I can kill this spider. And, uh, yeah, wish me luck. All right, we're back. Uh, so let's just get into movies. So the first thing I want to talk about is Hamilton, which is on Disney Plus now. I would highly recommend you go watch it. Um, unfortunately, I never got the chance to see it live, but I really enjoyed watching this. And they shot it. So it was like, you know, multi-camera. Um, so it wasn't just still. And it wasn't shot like uh, stand-up really either. Well, kind of a little bit. But the camera work just really added to it watching it on a TV, you know. Um, and kind of like in movie form. Um, so it made it more entertaining to watch for sure. But... Uh, even without that, this musical was fucking insane. I love the mixture of, you know, rap, hip-hop, slash, like, musical theater. Um, also, delving into history, I'm a big history buff. It takes place during the Revolutionary War. There's a lot of, uh, you know, big historical figures in this. Alexander Hamilton, uh, King George, 
um, fucking George Washington, uh, I believe Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson is in it as well, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this, and the set design, and, you know, the production of it, 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 they just really knocked it out of the park with this one, um, so I highly recommend you watch it if you have Disney Plus, uh, and if you don't, get a fucking free trial, and, you know, watch that, and the Mandalorian, and shit like that, um, but yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, um, it is a little bit longer than it needed to be-ish, but I, I kind of understand that with it, you know, being a play, going to see it live, uh, you know, it, it's hard to explain, when you're watching a movie in a theater, or you're at a live, like, play or concert, it seems to go by quicker, even though the runtime would, you know, be the same at home, but, yeah, uh, maybe live, it felt like the perfect length, that's what she said, <laughs> but, yeah, it just felt a little, a little bit longer than it needed to be, um, just personally, however, I do think the writing was fantastic, and Lin-Manuel Miranda did a fantastic job, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of him, uh, what next? Let's talk about Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, so this movie stars Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. Um, and also has Pierce Brosnan in it. And I believe his name is Dan Stevens, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Eurovision. But I guess it's a real thing. <laughs> and, um... Maybe if I had more connection to it, then I would appreciate this movie a little bit more. Um, however, I did enjoy this movie. Um, just the comedy really didn't work out for me. Um, I mean, there were definitely some funny moments, but um, I don't know. It's just Will Ferrell's comedy nowadays is like going downhill, like the movie he starred in, uh, either earlier this year or, yeah, it was, I believe, earlier this year, Downhill, um, which is kind of where his career is going right now, just in terms of, like, his comedy, I guess, but, um, actually, fun fact, he produced this show that I just talked about, Dead to Me, um, but, yeah, the comedy just wasn't all there, but I thought the music in the movie was really good, and the characters were fun, and the actors did a good job, but the comedy just kind of fell flat for me, to be honest, in a lot of parts. Um, but yeah, it wasn't terrible, and it's definitely worth a watch for the music alone. Um, so yeah. Now let's talk about The Shining and Doctor Sleep. We'll start with The Shining, obviously. Um, it's directed by Stanley Kubrick, and fun fact, it is the only movie adaptation of a Stephen King novel that Stephen King did not like. Um, however, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was, you know, there were some shots and scenes that were really drawn out. Like, the whole intro was fucking, took forever to get through. But, uh, you know, I liked the 
you know, um, what do you call them? Like the aerial shots and stuff like that, um, of Colorado. It's really beautiful. Um, all the mountains and stuff like that. And then you had the theme music over that. And I don't know, it was just really ominous and creepy, but the intro was fucking, it dragged on forever. Um, and I noticed that with a lot of movies from back in the day that the intros are really long, but I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and yeah, that's my only complaint is that some things are a little more drawn out than they should be, but that's not the worst. Um, and I can deal with that, but yeah, I was very impressed with this movie, really enjoyed it. I love the lore of it. Um, Stephen King always has like these crazy ideas and shit like that that I really enjoy. Um, Jack Nicholson obviously did a great job. And the kid that played Danny, holy shit, for being like how old he looked, he probably was like fucking six, seven, maybe eight. Probably, or maybe even younger than that. But uh, yeah, he, he fucking killed it for sure. Um, I like this movie a lot, but I honestly like Dr. Sleep more. Uh, in terms of movies I would go back to watch, I'd probably watch Dr. Sleep first. Um, before I go back to The Shining. Just saying. Because Dr. Sleep has a little more to it. Um, I fucking enjoyed it. Uh, Ewan, or Ewan McGregor, however you want to say it, did a fantastic job as grown-up Danny. And basically, in the first one, um, it was revealed to Danny that he has a special power called The Shine. Or, like, well, yeah, The Shining. Basically, he can shine. And people who shine kind of have, like, Professor X type powers, they can sense things, they have visions and shit like that, um, and yeah, basically in this movie, he finds a young girl who has similar, you know, shines like him, basically everybody shines, but some people shine more than others, and, uh, you know, they're about at the same level, um, and she's at the same level as Danny, if not more. Um, also, Rebecca Ferguson is in this. She's a bit of like a cult leader where they feed on people's shine. They kill people and feed on it. Um, there's this really brutal scene with... Uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, it'll come back to me. Um, shoot, am I going to have to look it up? Let me see. It should be in here. Um, let me see. Jacob Tremblay. Yes. Uh, he's a very good actor and he has been in stuff like, uh, Wonder and, uh, what else? Good Boys. He was in that. Um, really good actor. Has a lot of, a lot of, uh, potential and has a very bright career ahead of him uh there was a scene basically where you know he essentially could shine i guess and these cult leaders or not leaders but these cult members are going after people that shine and they feed on it they kill them and feed on it feed on the fear and screams and just like anguish and all that and it's pretty fucking terrifying let me be honest with you and, uh, yeah, the scene was really brutal, 
and I believe I saw something on Screen Rant, I believe, um, their website or whatever, uh, that Stephen King kind of wanted to cut that out because he thought it was a little too brutal. I'm glad they didn't, though, because, like, I don't know, it just shows how ruthless they are. And also Jacob Tremblay, you know, dying, that was some heavy shit, like, watching a kid die. I don't know. It was really heavy, and it just, like, added to how much you fucking hate these people. Um, Yeah, it is a little brutal, but at the same time, like, at the end of the day, it's just a movie. He's not actually dead. Um, So, yeah. And that's crazy, too, because I was thinking, like, in Good Boys, he was swearing and talking about drugs and alcohol and shit like that. And kissing people and all that. Um, I don't know. Some people will find that offensive and shit like that. And it's like, damn, these, these, while they're two very different things, you know, it's kind of the same in a way. Doing really divisive shit that people would be like, oh, kids shouldn't be swearing and talking about drugs. Oh, you shouldn't show kids getting killed on, on, in movies. But, like, in real life, that shit actually happens. And uh, the fact that it can't happen in movies just kind of seems like bullshit to me. So, but that's just my opinion. Uh, Yeah. So, let's talk about three different stand-up specials. Uh, I've been watching a lot of stand-up recently. Really enjoying that shit. I'm probably going to get into doing some writing soon, hopefully. Um, But, yeah. Uh, let's just start with Eric Andre. His special is called Legalize Everything, and I really enjoyed it. I laughed really hard at this shit. Um, the only thing I'll say is some of his humor seems to rely on him being loud. Um, but at the same time, he has a lot of substance there, you know? There's a lot of topics that he talked about that I, I really enjoyed, and he had a lot to say about it, and I, I listened, and... Uh, he made me fucking laugh. So, what can I say? He did his job, you know? Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend going to check that out. I always try to, um, plug different stand-up specials whenever they come out. Just because I have, you know, such an appreciation for that genre, I suppose. Um, yeah, so let's also go on to talking about... George Lopez, uh, he has a new special out that literally just came out, like, yesterday, called We'll Do It For Half. Um, you might know George Lopez from waking up at 3am, having Nick at night playing, uh, uh, what's it called, Lowrider, um, or whatever it's called, um, Lowrider, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, but, um, yeah. Uh, I know him from that originally, but also back when I was first getting into stand-up, I would listen to some of his comedy as well. I enjoy how he uh, integrates a little bit of Spanish with comedy and, like, while still speaking English, English, a little bit like Gabriel Iglesias, but George Lopez is definitely a lot more raunchy than Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel 
is more of a guy who's acceptable for like PG thirteen. George Lopez is definitely more rated R. Um but I wouldn't say he's like the most raunchy comedian ever. Um there's definitely definitely people that say a lot more shit than than George Lopez. But I thought it was really funny and I fucking love that guy. I I, I really do. Um what more can I say? Go watch it. Uh, if you have Netflix. By the way, all three of these are on Netflix, so uh, Netflix really brings it in terms of, you know, comedy specials and shit like that, so I really appreciate what they do for uh, the stand-up community. Um, The last special I want to talk about is called Quarter Life Crisis, and it is from comedian Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah. Um, I started watching this at a friend's house, uh, and I kind of fell asleep during it just because, like, I was tired, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this, um, special. I thought her comedy was really good. She was super funny, and, uh, honestly, I need to watch more female comedians. Um, I feel like I might enjoy them quite a bit, actually. Uh, I have watched, uh, let me think. I know I've watched some before, but not as much as I probably should. I've listened to some Amy Schumer, for sure. Uh, Sarah Silverman, I believe, used to do some stand-up, uh, and I feel like I've listened to some of her stuff. Um, who else? Oh, yeah. Um, shit, what's her name? Fuck, can't think of her name. Whitney Cummings. I love Whitney Cummings. She is so funny. Um, so yeah, I definitely like her. I also like Christina Pajitsky, uh, Tom Segura's wife. Uh, she's also a comedian, but I haven't really um, watched any of her stand-up or anything like that. I've just kind of seen her on their podcast, Your Mom's House. Um, and she's been on Joe Rogan a couple times. But other than that, I haven't really watched her comedy yet. So I definitely should see if there's some on Netflix. I'm sure there is. Um, There's another special of Taylor Tomlinson's on Netflix as well that I should probably go watch after this. Probably will do that. Um, I really enjoyed her comedy and her personality. She's, I don't know, quirky. Quirky, but not like Noah Santanillo or Santiago or however the fuck you say his name. Not that kind of quirky. Like, quirky, like, I don't know, like, genuine, you know? With him, it's just like, uh, you know, I fucking hate that guy. But, um, <laughs> I'm sure he's a decent guy, but, uh, yeah, in terms of his acting, he's definitely not a diverse actor, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, so, without further ado, let's get into some news. Um... I am going to save the big one for last just because I have the most to say about it. Um, so let's just start with Conjuring 3. So Conjuring 3 was supposed to come out in September, but it's now pushed to next year. Don't know the official release date yet, but uh, it's not going to be directed by... Uh, what's his name? Fucking... Uh, Wong something. Um, shoot. 
need to look it up now. Um, but basically, the guy that directed uh, the other two Conjuring movies. Um, James Wan. That's who it is. Uh, yeah, so James Wan will not be directing this one. It's going to be Michael Chavez, or Chavez, or however you want to say it. Um, so yeah, that was pushed till next year, unfortunately. I do really like the Conjuring movies. I did watch the first Annabelle movie that came out. It was awful. Haven't seen Annabelle Creation. Uh, haven't seen The Nun, or Curse of La Lorena, or however, uh, yeah, if there's any Hispanic viewer or listeners, you're probably gonna make fun of me for how I said that, but I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that was pushed back. Um, let me see, Warner Brothers to make another film with Pennywise, um, most likely a prequel. So that's pretty cool. Um, Bill Skarsgård will be back to play Pennywise, obviously. And it'll be about when he arrived in Derry and kind of like the beginning of his, uh, you know, terror upon the town. So I'm excited to see that. That sounds fucking cool as hell. Um, I didn't care too much for the new It movies, and I've only seen bits and pieces of the original. But this sounds like something I would very much be interested in seeing. Um, So yeah, hopefully it's a prequel. Uh, Chapter 3 wouldn't be terrible, but... Uh, talks are saying that uh, it's most likely going to be a prequel. So, yeah. Um, SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. Uh, it was delayed till next year, and it's not going to be getting a uh, theatric release anymore. It's going to be on CBS All Access, which I guess I'll have to uh, like do a free trial or something of that just to watch that also i want to watch picard so i'll probably end up watching shit eventually um also when uh the snyder cut comes out on hbo max i'll end up watching that too um but yeah that's news i guess (laughs) uh elizabeth banks reported to be playing miss frizzle in a live action magic magic the school bus movie holy shit that's a pretty good casting uh, don't know if you guys are familiar with those books or the show, but The Magic School Bus was a great show when I was growing up, and I also enjoyed the books, and really just taught you about shit, and it was really fun, and Miss Frizzle was crazy. Also, there's a theory that Miss Frizzle was actually Rick's, Rick Sanchez's wife from Rick and Morty, um, so yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, good casting there, uh, and I think she'll do a bang-up job. Uh, Jason Momoa, this is weird news, Jason Momoa is set to voice Frosty the Snowman in a live-action adaptation from Warner Bros. Um, it's from the producers of Elf, so I don't know if Will Ferrell's one of the producers, but, um, it's in decent hands, I guess, but, uh, yeah, it's just a really weird pick for, uh, Frosty the Snowman to be played by fucking Aquaman, you know, um, but hey, maybe it'll be cool, uh, 
we haven't really gotten a live action Frosty the Snowman. We got Jack Frost, and we also got the uh, other Jack Frost that's a horror movie, but we never really got a live action Frosty the Snowman. Uh, we did have the cartoon and all that, but not a movie, a uh, live action movie, that is. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, curious to see what that'll look like. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to see if there's anything else to talk about before I get into the big news. Uh, doesn't look like it. Let's just get into this shit. It's, it's a little heavy, I will be honest with you, but, uh, you may or may not have heard by now. Um, Joss Whedon is under fire for abuse, um, on the set of Justice League. Um, now I don't know a whole lot about the situation, only that Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in the movie, spoke out on Twitter saying Joss Whedon's on-set treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg, um, who also worked on the film, I guess, um, and also also said accountability is greater than entertainment. Um, Basically, what he's trying to say is, you know, accountability is more important than entertainment of, you know, whether it be the audiences or Joss Whedon or whoever. Um, so yeah, um, it's just crazy to think about because Joss Whedon had his hands in so many different things. He worked on Firefly, the, uh, original TV series, also the Firefly movie, I believe, um, and worked on the Avengers, a lot of, uh, the Marvel movies. He was in talks to work on the X-Men movies, like the upcoming X-Men movies um in the MCU but obviously that that's probably not going to happen now because he's getting fucking like me too pretty much um and it's crazy to think about but at the same time like it's not so surprising to see that more and more of these like producers and shit like that are you know getting outed pretty much as fucking terrible people and I'm glad they are but it's just crazy to see, you know, more and more of the people that, um, you know, have been basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, basically classified as a creep <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Basically, basically like Jeffrey Epstein or, um, your, uh, Kevin Spacey or fucking, um, Michael Jackson, even though he never really, like, got arrested or anything. Um, also, is Kevin Spacey in jail? I don't think he is. Pretty sure he's not. Uh, Harvey Weinstein as well. I almost said Weinstein. <laughs> um, but yeah, just for example. Um, but yeah, you see shit like that and it's like, goddamn. I mean, it's one thing to fucking jerk off in front of somebody like uh, Louis C.K. I hate to bring that up and, like, stir up drama and shit like that. But at the same time, like, I'm just talking about it. And it got me thinking and shit like that about 
just a lot that's going on in Hollywood. It's really fucked up, man. I mean, we got the Black Lives Matter movement going on. Um, and, you know, we got the coronavirus. Uh, and both of those things are kind of in the forefront. And a lot of these allegations and stuff like that, um, they are getting a little drowned out by the bigger news. But at the same time... <clears throat> uh, People are, are talking about it, too. So, um, you know, I, I think it's good that there are communities of people that talk about, you know, news and entertainment and shit like that. And I'm not talking about TMZ or fucking, um, what's his name? Shoot. The fucking Keemstar. Yeah, not Keemstar. Uh, or, yeah. I'm not like him. Um and a lot, there's a lot of communities that talk about movie news and shit like that that aren't all about drama and shit like that. They just talk about what's going on. And, uh, yeah, this is what's going on. And it's crazy. It's unfortunate. But at the same time, it's good that, you know, these people are hopefully going to be held accountable. And I think that's what's really important. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know what to say now. That's that was I just kind of spoke a mouthful. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know what more to say. So I guess I won't say anything more on it. (laughs) Um, now I'm just gonna go ahead and plug some of my social media because this is the end of the show. Um, if you want to go follow me on Instagram, it is pop underscore culture underscore podcast. You can DM me there if you have any questions, comments, um, suggestions, anything. Uh, and what else? You can go to my Facebook page. It's at pop culture podcast SH or to search PCP should be pretty easy to find. Um, and either message me there or message me on Instagram to get a link to the merch store. Uh, or if you go on Facebook, um, there's a link. If you like scroll through, uh, shouldn't, yeah, you'll be able to find it. If you look, look at the Instagram page, Mm. taking a drink of water. Sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, it's on bonfire got lots of cool merch on there um i'm fucking loving the designs i'm still making shit every now and then but i've kind of slowed down on it a bit just because uh, i haven't run out of ideas i've just been like all right i got other things i need to focus on um but yeah hope you guys enjoy this episode i definitely talked a lot my throat is hurting don't worry i don't have the rona though um hope you guys are doing good hope you guys are keeping safe and healthy um and yeah i'll be back probably next saturday unless i have a guest scheduled between now and you know next saturday or whatever um if that's the case if i do have a guest next week then i'll either be back on wednesday or saturday but most likely I'll just be back on Saturday because I don't have anything scheduled 
um, until, well, I don't have anything scheduled, period, but I will have an episode next month with a guest for sure. Um, not gonna say who it is yet. Well, I don't want to say for sure either, and I'm not gonna say who it is because it's not 100% yet, but, um, yeah, there's somebody in the talks. Um, also, I have friends and shit like that who might come on, so, um, yeah, it really just depends on who I reach out to and, uh, if I can schedule a time, but there's lots to talk about, uh, weekly, so I'll be back next week to talk about more. Thank you for listening. Go check out my social media. Go buy my merch. It's fucking fire. Uh, and yeah, stay healthy, uh, stay entertained and, um, yeah, just take it easy.